All right, welcome back to Radio Wasteland, and our guest is Audrey Norton from the South African Satanic Church. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, thank you. How are you guys doing? Um, good, good. You know, awesome. um, given our different time zones and uh, the fact that, you know, I'm a big fan of of scary things in general, and a lot of those things include the term Satan and Satanism, which of course we'll go over what that really means. Uh, you yeah. know, I've, I've entertained um, interviewing a Satanist, but I never thought it happened for me at nine in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> we were always That's planning stroke of, stroke of midnight, you know, dramatic right. thunderclaps in the background. <laughs> that, was, that was, you know, sort of what we had in mind, but we're just like a cup of coffee, start the day. Right. So. There we go. <laughs> on, the, on the list. <laughs> Yeah. So what time is it there for you? So right now it is 6 p.m. in the evening. Okay, well, that's, that's a little better. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, you know, I guess we should start off by um, explaining to the audience and, and ourselves in general. We're, we're going into this somewhat blind. Of course, we researched you a bit. Um, but, you know, what is... What is the South African Satanic Church? So the South African Satanic Church is a non-profit organization that we've started largely to combat the misconceptions about Satanism that is out there in South Africa. Um, mm. We follow Satanism in the, and our dogma and doctrine we've adopted is the Satanic Bible written by Anton LaVey. But the main part of the organization is to combat the, the satanic panic within South Africa, as well as to educate people about what above board um, Satanism as a religion is. Okay, well then, <clears throat> I guess that, that moves us really quickly right on to the, the question yeah, a lot of, of stuff to talk about. That. What is Satanism as a religion, you know? Um, I think a lot of people, a lot of our listeners will not necessarily know. They have very much most of our listeners are in the u.s so they'll have you know 1980s satanic panic people in yeah 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 in robes and goat skulls sacrificing <laughs> children or whatever so Playing so what is satanism yeah. really yeah so satanism in its essence is um the honoring and belief within yourself so we do not worship any external deity but we we view the god force within ourselves um as the ultimate and if anything, I always say we worship ourselves. If there's something for us to worship, um, why we, we view it as a religion, though, is because there are certain practices and rituals and ceremonies um, that we practice, as well as our devotion to the understanding of the self um, falls into a form of religious practice for us. And so really Satanism is saying um, me, myself, I am the God force within myself, and it is my goal to be the best version of myself, um, in a nutshell, yeah. So is, is this a, a, I mean, you say religious, but is it? So, yeah, why we view it as a religion is, if you look at the term religion, it is the devotion of, to a subject. So there's deep devotion, following something with a deep devotion, and we see the study of self, the expression of self, something that we follow with deep devotion and that there's continuous practices like ceremonies and rituals for the empowerment of self and to learn more of the self. And so that's how we follow it as a religion in that sense. I see. So mm. 
tell us a little bit about Anton LaVey, you know, and, and why, why the interest in this via Anton LaVey. I mean, he, he's the basically, <clears throat> I don't know what, what we would call him in this situation, you know, the L Ron Hubbard of this situation or the architect of the book. <laughs> Yeah, L. Ron Hubbard might be an unflattering comparison. Yeah, but I can't. I can't think of somebody else who wrote a book in this regard that that people would take on as a a belief system. I know it's probably yeah. not the best choice. No, I mean Anton Lavey. I think to most Satanists who follow Satanism through reading the Satanic Bible in that sense would be the founding father of Satanism in that way. I mean, the Church of Satan was started in 1966, and the Bible, I think, was written in 1969. Um, and it really created, it really put Satanism into that spectrum where there is sort of the nine Satanic statements to follow, which is the morals and ethics term for Satanists, but also explain Satanism in a term where people could say, oh, yes, I resonate with this way of being. This makes sense to me. I can follow this. Um, my personal experience with it was very much reading it and realizing that this is what I've based my life on my whole life. And now I know why I didn't fit in with any other form of religion and why this is working for me. And so how we view uh, the Satanic Bible is really that's the easy way for you to see if you are a Satanist or not a Satanist. Um, I was saying earlier that you are born a Satanist. Um, and one of the big misconceptions is that we are trying to convert people into becoming a Satanist. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's even possible because you are either going to resonate with Satanism or you're not. And for me, that is something that you've probably known for most of your life that you're either not fitting in. And then when you do read the Satanic Bible, you're like, oh, this is this makes sense to me. So Anton LaVey, um, to me, and I think most people in our organization, is that founding father of Satanism, the one that's paved the path for, let's say, the black sheep to realize we also have somewhere to fit in. I see. So, you know, when he wrote this, you know, when we think of a, a satanic Bible, you know, we think of the Necronomicon or we think of the, the book of the dead or the antithesis of the Bible, you know, um, and I think we all have assumptions about what's contained in this book, you know, but what is contained in this book. So if it's not necessarily a spiritual text, I mean, is it a, is it a self-help book? <laughs> so many people, even in our organization, call Satanism the sort of the ultimate self-help because, and mm. a lot of them do refer to it as a self-help book because it is that, well, okay, so it starts off with the nine satanic um, statements in sense of like what Satanism is. Then it explains to you the sense of like where your carnal desires it's not something you need to feel guilty about in that way. And there's a lot of um, information about that. Then there's also parts about um, rituals in the sense of, and these rituals are for the expression of self. Um, and so how to, say, express certain emotions. So if you've got anger, there's a ritual to express anger. If there is something you want to appreciate, there's a ritual for that. So it's all different parts within yourself. So even if you look at Satanism, we also view Satan as an archetype within the human consciousness that needs to be expressed in that way. And that's where it turns into almost like that self-help book for saying to you, hey, it's okay for you to be human and have human desires and you don't need to feel guilty about that. Um, where I was explaining earlier, a lot of the other religions 
which says there's certain human desires that's viewed as being sinful. And we're saying, no, it's not. It's part of the human experience. Yeah, so... I got the impression... I got the impression a little bit earlier that maybe a, a big part of Satanism, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like sort of deprogramming some of the negative beliefs people might have from other religions. Not naming any and names, but that's, you know. No, but that's very correct <laughs> as well. It is very much a sort of um, deprogramming, is the correct word, um, from other religions. And we have, we won't, so a lot of people would say, did you. Were you, say, for instance, in another religion, and then you rebelled, and now you were Satanist. And that was not at all my experience, and it's also not the experience of the people in our organization. If you are in a certain religion, and you say, I want to not convert, like again, you can't convert to Satanism, but now I'm following this. We're going to say, do you perhaps have religious wounds um, from your other religion? And because this is not necessarily rebelling against the religion, it is opposing certain things it's saying in the sense of where it restricts your humanness and your expression of self. But um, it is not, say, against another religion or a way to rebel against another religion. Yeah. Yeah, this crosses my mind a lot because um, as a, I'm a self-proclaimed horror movie historian and, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of horror movies. I love uh, <laughs> way too many. <laughs> I love, you know, uh, people like talk about how like the exorcist is the scariest movie ever. And I'm just all, uh, I think yeah. you have to believe yeah. God and the devil in order to find it yes. it's more scary than I find, I think uh, it's any ghost story or anything <laughs> like that. Right. You know, um, to me, it's as, as much fantasy as anything else, but you know, these, even these other people who are not particularly all that religious, they still seem to have it stuck in their head that uh, devil possession is a possibility on the horizon. So, so there probably are those religious wounds, even in people who are not prescribed to the religion, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I didn't really grow up in a very religious home, um, there was sort of going to church and the sort of normal um, way of growing up, I would think, sort of like, you know, you get sent to church because that's what everyone's doing. Um, and even when I came across the Satanic Bible, I still found some form of fear within myself to read the Satanic Bible um, initially. Right. I was There was still some form of programming going on in the back of my head, going like, no, you need to be scared of this. And I mean, so I don't, people who grew up in very religious homes, I would say need to take some time to, to just make sure that they're not jumping into this for the wrong reason. They need to go heal their religious wounds first. So, um, is in the Satanic Bible, are there antithesis parts to the Bible? Like, is there, is there Ten Commandments? There's the nine Satanic statements, which is sort of like the morals and ethics of for Satanism. Oh, oh. Interesting. Huh. so there are rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Are there basically. rules to be broken? Like, <laughs> hey, you know, kill your neighbor. Does it say to kill your neighbor? That would be a, that would be, that would be a rule that you're breaking, yes. <laughs> I would say the main, the main rules, if you want to call it that, is don't break any laws, so no criminal behavior. Um, don't do anything that is self-destructive. 
So a lot of people also say to us, oh, but you're Satanist, you can just do what you want to do. And we're like, no, because if it turns into behavior of self-destructiveness, then it's not going to work. So like one of the things would be um, indulgence is one of the things that Satanists really, they, we enjoy food, we enjoy drink, we like to indulge, but not to the point of compulsion. So it says indulgence, but not compulsion. So if you're going to, say, drink alcohol, we're not saying drink until your life is falling apart because that would be compulsion again. Um, and then, yeah, so again, if we're saying the rules, compulsion would be one that you really shouldn't break, um, any form of criminal behavior. And then again, people always say, do you guys use drugs? Or you just sound a bunch of drug addicts. <laughs> or you can take all the drugs you want if you're a Satanist. Again, not, that would be self-destructive behavior. It, drugs is obviously self-destructive in certain ways. Um, and then, yeah, no animal sacrifice, no human sacrifice, no drinking of the blood. Um, and don't compose it. Oh, the other one is, one of the big statements is also responsibility to the responsible. Meaning, even though, yes, it's a very free type of way of living, and there's no guilt in that sense, but you are still responsible for your actions, and you are responsible for the consequences of those actions, be that um, positive and consequences that you want to have or negative because you messed up. <laughs> right. Um, you know, as a fan of, of horror, like I was saying, and everything kitschy, um, you know, Anton LaVey is something that I've come across. In fact, somewhere in my uh, collection back here, I have a record of him um, playing yes. the organ. He has an organ record. Yes. Know. Right. Yes. Uh, so he was an interesting character. Now uh -huh. he he displayed himself, or portrayed himself as being a showman, <laughs> somewhat debaucherous. He seemed to sort of play this up a bit in his portrayal of himself. You know, um, you know, often being. Uh, you know, photographed in his black robe with his with his uh, you know beads and maybe two topless women or something like that. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. are you guys debaucherous? I mean, that's going to be a that's going to be a question that initially passes people's minds. Yeah. So we we get a lot of interesting questions like that. Again, saying like, are you having sex orgies? Are they naked women lying on the altar like Anton LaVey did? I don't know. That's pretty much where I'm that, going with this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Please no, say yes. um, we don't, oh. we don't, we don't host those types of situations. I mean, if there are Satan's out there that wishes to do that, by all means, do that. But as an organisation, you're not going to come to one of our socials or rituals or ceremonies and see a naked woman on the altar. We're not. That's just not what we stand for. But he was definitely, in my perspective, also the ultimate showman. He played. Satanism up in the 60s and also remember 60s, 70s, very different time um, back then. People were very much also rebelling back then but he was definitely to me that ultimate showman that could really like put something out there and make a whole show or production of it and even if you look at his earlier years, I mean he's, he very much in his early years he was in a circus and then he was playing the organ um, at Saturday night parties type of situation and so he really turned Satanism in that time into a big production. And I think it was also to create awareness in some sense um, that, he, that he chose to do it in that way. But where we are now in 2020, no, we're not necessarily hosting sex orgies and putting women on altars. Nice. <laughs> so um, you, you guys had the video of why not just call yourself atheists and uh, 
Yeah. You know, a lot of people, that's, so, for a lot of people, that's a good question. So why not just call yourself an atheist? I mean, uh, yeah, atheism, why didn't, why didn't, atheism means yeah. that you don't believe in a God um, in the sort of biblical religious sense. Uh, so why not? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I've actually made that video after a lot of people just saying, just call yourself an atheist, call it a day and get on with your life. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? So, um, yeah, one of the main reasons and the differences between atheism and Satanism is Satanism goes hand in hand with practicing the occult. And we practice the occult for the empowerment of self in the sense of learning more about the self in that way. So occult, again, is anything that is unseen making it seen. So that would be meditation, um, tarot, we have seances, uh, I certain aspects to our rituals and ceremonies have occult links in that way. And we take that belief of self really quite far to deep devotion. And for me, that is that big difference between atheists and Satanists, where atheists are going to say, this is my life on earth and when I die, where the Satanist says, I do know there's more to life. Um, not all Satanists will say, oh, I understand the, the spirit world or I connect with the spirit world in, in that sense. But there's definitely a reach for that deeper connection to self through um, occult practices, which again is some form of connection to spirit world, especially because seances also make a big part of Satanism. But isn't a belief in tarot and aura and seances, isn't that somewhat a belief in a higher power? Interesting. Yes. So a lot of people actually ask that. So that's not really the belief in something that is higher than you. It is something that is on the same level of you, just something that you cannot see with your physical eyes. If you understand that sort of hierarchy, how people see it. So I, I'm a psychic um, and I'm a medium and I grew up that way. I've never not seen it. And so for me, it's like the spirit people or spirit world is really the same as us. It's just, you cannot see it. So it's not, higher than myself and it's not really outside myself as well it is still an experience inside myself so with with this and a belief in a spiritual world is there some level of of pantheon to the religion like is there spirits that are prayed to specifically or specifically communicated no or specifically no so no, so there is none of that sort of um, worship of anything outside. So there's no real spirits that's being called in or spirits that's being called up or that people have also said um, you're invoking demons. <laughs> like, no, no, none of that. I don't even believe in demons, to be honest. And I can see some of the spirit world. But um, there's none of that sort of, there's no putting offerings down for them or trying to invoke them or to call them in or in that way. Even just when you're having a seance, it's really just about connecting what is already there. Okay, well then, then here's the real challenging question, I think. And that is that, um, you know, Christians call themselves Christian because they believe in Christ. Uh, you obviously don't believe in Satan. Mm -mm, no. So why so call yourself a Satanist? Yes, we had a rehearsal with us on it. Get ready to answer that again. <laughs> we no, have technical I, I issues. This on a daily, yeah, daily basis that I answer this question. So, right. So, <laughs> if you look at the term Satan, um, 
and the direct translation from Hebrew, so Satan would be the Hebrew word, and you do the direct translation from it, it means the opposer. And so Satanism is the opposer of any form of religious tyranny. So anywhere where a religion will tell you um, you are bad for having certain carnal desires or you are sinning because you wish to be a certain way of person, um, Satanism is saying, no, we are opposing any restrictions put on the self in that way and you are free to be yourself and be the, the whole version of yourself um, and that is where you get the term Satanism opposed to religious irony. Right, but but you obviously, and you know, I mean, I'm being challenging for the sake of an interview. No. I, I don't have any <laughs> biases one way or the other, but you know, you're obviously or what would seem obviously um, yeah. You know, challenging some of these these Christian belief symbols. I, I'm, you know, you have, uh, you know, a pentangle, which can be argued is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, occult or or witchcraft, but it, it's occult, really, yeah. Uh, you know, and maybe older than Christianity, but around your yeah. neck, you have the goat's head. You know, which no, that's actually the sigil for Lucifer. Oh, okay. Ooh, cool. <laughs> It, it, it is cool, you know. Me, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not coming down on any of this, but it does seem <laughs> no, no. in direct opposition to Christianity. Well, the direct opposition to Christianity is actually a lot of things. Um, in this way, I don't see Satanism really being the direct opposition to Christianity. Um, it is definitely challenging a lot of the views to Christianity, but. Again, then you have to say, are we opposed to Christianity? Because if you want to be the opposite, you're obviously having, uh, you, there's a lot of things that you can, that would be obviously the opposite of Christianity. But if you're the opposite of Christianity, that would say that you probably have a problem with the Christianity or any other religion. And Satan is, we're not saying we have a path. That is okay. And we see that people need it and people have to experience that. We're just saying we choose not to. We choose to experience ourselves in a more free way, in a way that is more responsible, to be honest, and a way that suits us, where we can empower and experience the self more. All right. Welcome back to Radio Wasteland and our guest, Audrey Norton from the South African Satanic Church. Uh, you know, as I was telling you off and on, and I tell everybody, so it's not just because you're a Satanist, I'm a, I'm a fan of horror films, and I have had the problem of I enjoy the fantasy of horror and I enjoy getting caught up in, in the fantastic of it. But I find it difficult to find other horror fans to be friends with because when I go to hang out with them, they're taking it a little too seriously. And I wonder, do you guys have a lot of run-ins with people who are taking the Satan aspect of this stuff too far for your group, people who are coming to you looking for actual Satan as opposed to looking for what your group believes in? Unfortunately, yes. (laughs) On a daily basis, we get inundated with emails and WhatsApp messages and Facebook messages with people looking to worship the devil they actually want to worship the Satan and dev- or the devil, and they think it's going to give them powers and it's going to uh, make them rich 
and famous and we get all kinds of claims like that all the time and it is we don't we can't let those people into our organization in that sense because that would be devil worship which for me is actually christianity in reverse um because it's literally saying i believe there's a devil and i want to worship him or he needs worshiping in that sense um so we get it a lot especially in um in south africa and africa as a continent um they i mean witchcraft is part of the culture here and there's a lot of thing with evil spirits and demons and the devil and that you're going to get rich and make money off of off of that it's a very cultural thing here um so we get a lot of that which is partly why we also um started this to teach people there's a difference here between devil worshiping which is christianity in reverse and satanism as a religious with satanic archetypes that's being revered within the human consciousness and on the yeah. other side uh you mentioned um there was sort of a satanic panic situation in Africa right now, which is interesting hearing that, you know, in, in the yeah. U.S., because, like, I guess we had kind of a satanic panic in the 80s before I was born, but, like, not really. Yeah. It wasn't, it's not a thing anymore, really, except out of, outside of super religious communities. But is that, like, a problem yeah. that you experience in South Africa or... Yeah, so the satanic panic kind of went from America and it infiltrated South Africa in the 80s and the early 90s in that way. And then it kind of sort of faded out a little bit. And then um, <laughs> then um, a lot of, because witchcraft is very much part of the culture in our country as well, um, there's a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings here. And there's been a lot of, not a lot, but there's been some murders in South Africa that has been claimed to be satanic or from a cult base. And mm. that's sort of where the satanic panic started to get um, hyped up again in that sense. And um, it's very unfortunate because obviously murder has nothing, got nothing to do with satanism in that sense. There's no such thing as a satanic murder or an occult murder really, or even um, what do they call it, a satanic abuse. There's no real abuse, no, there's no abuse in satanism. But, um, yeah, there's, there's always an underlying sense of satanic panic in South Africa. You know, this... Sorry, I keep going back to movies. I can't help it. But this movie, is, <laughs> this movie has actually come up for us a couple of times, a movie from the 70s called Martin that's about uh, a guy who thinks he's a vampire hunter hunting a guy who thinks he's a vampire. Okay. But neither of them are actually that. Do you ever get worried that somebody is going to come after you thinking that they're doing something good for their religion? I mean, is it is it dangerous to be a Satanist in a world well, of fanatical Christians? It's an interesting question. We get death threats a lot, to be honest. We actually had a really intense situation just earlier this week as well. Um, we have found, generally speaking, though, since our organization has been registered in South Africa, and we're actually a registered religious organization, and it's in our constitution that Satanism is a, a religion that is allowed. Um, so our freedom of religion is quite broad here. Um, we find a lot of it is just keyboard warriors at this stage. We'll see where this goes, since we're out in the public and we're not hiding behind things, say, as we had to in the past and only practice Satanism in secret. Now that it's public and it's out there, people are knowing about it, people are 
of talking, the death threats are coming. Um, I personally am not that scared, <laughs> to be honest. I feel a lot of it is just keyboard warriors at this point in time, but we have certain people in our organization who still won't actually say publicly that they're Satanists because they are actually scared in their community that they might be attacked. So it is still a very real thing in South Africa that you might get attacked because someone is saying they're doing God's work. I mean, just the message we got this week was saying, we are going to come burn you down. We're going to burn your houses down with you inside it because we are doing God's work. So it's a reality that we're living at the moment. And God is telling us we need to kill you and whatever else. Um, it's a very real reality. But at this point, we're viewing it as keyboard warriors and then our members um, who don't wish to identify public health Satanists for their safety. We say then just don't. Yeah, because, you know, this, this brings us back to the name and without any sort of deity to insult um the argument could easily be made to why not change the name to a egoist or a personalist or a personalism? Why not change the name so that one doesn't, of, of course, have to feel threatened, but even on top of that, yeah. have to explain yeah. it all the time every time it comes up? True. That's a conversation um, that I've actually had um, a couple of times as well for my co-founder, because again, it's a valid question. And at the end of the day, when you look at the satanic archetype within the human consciousness, Satanism, or the satanic archetype explains Satanism, and Satanism explains the satanic archetype. And there's really nothing else to call it. Um, it doesn't fit the term, say, freedom of religion or spiritualist either. I, I find a lot of people would practice the occult and actually live their lives as a Satanist, but they will call themselves a spiritualist instance or a white light spiritualist or a white light warrior there's a lot of terms going around for me i find i know it's the satanic archetype within inside myself that's continuously questioning the rules that we are being given um in this world and continuously like religious rules by major religions and questioning but why that why this um and saying but i have human desires and i think they're okay and all the other statements that goes with Satanism. And at the end of the day, Satanism is the only term that really gives it that sort of um, embodiment of what it is, especially if you look at the term Satan in Hebrew be being the opposer. Hmm. Well, yeah. I know you're not out to convert, but I'm guessing that you're halfway there with Kara right now. Because any... <laughs> I mean, I'm not spiritual. I just like the aesthetic. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I think the, the pendant and the tattoos and stuff are just really cool. That's all. You know, I, I was a little shocked by um, you saying that witchcraft was common there because, I, you know, this is, a, this is a somewhat touchy subject, especially here in the United States, given what's going on right now. But you know, um, film and Christianity and stuff like that would lead us to believe that that deepest, darkest Africa has all the has all the uh, evil witchcraft and and stuff like that. And and I always just kind of assumed that that was that that was um, in no way real. That it was <laughs> some kind of uh, you know 
scare tactic propaganda, something like that. But um, local religions, you're saying, do actually carry parallels to what Christianity would consider to be Satanism? Yeah, what Christianity would would think, yeah. Yeah, and devil worship, definitely. Yeah, so if you look at it, um, we, (laughs) we have the African traditional religion in South Africa as well, which is the sort of revering of ancestral spirits in that sort of way. And that's where witchcraft is very much part of that religion as well. And then obviously you have some pagan um, roots as well that come through in Africa. And then there's witchcraft with that. And then there's sort of the general satanic witchcraft that Satanists would practice. But in general, South Africa actually still has a witchcraft suppression act that is still in our law, making it illegal to practice witchcraft. It doesn't get enforced anymore because it is contradictory to your freedom of religion, right? Which again is in the constitution. But we have other African countries that still to this day have laws against practicing witchcraft and against worshiping the devil. That exact term is in their laws. And they can literally still go to get prosecuted for practicing witchcraft if they're caught or for being called a witch or for worshiping a devil. And then obviously your West African countries are heavily influenced with the voodoo tradition, which is also not a witchcraft. So there's a lot of dark witchcraft, if you want to call it dark really, um, happening in Africa. Um, and it's very much part of cultural um, heritage, I guess, if you can call it that. So when it comes to occultism, I realize that there's no belief in a God, but there is a belief in a spiritual aspect of life. So when it comes to occultism, mysticism, and Satanism, um, is there an aspect of occultism that's considered evil and taboo and to stay away from because it's dangerous? Nothing I've come across, no. I think you need to approach the cult with respect in the sense of I am opening doors. <laughs> yeah, opening doors within myself. I'm laughing at that because that's what people always say. You mustn't open doors within yourself. In South Africa, that's a big thing. I don't know about you guys because you're <laughs> going to find demons. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just keep, don't talk about anything. Just keep quiet and like, don't say that. But yeah, the cult really is about opening some of those doors within yourself and realizing more of yourself. Um, but no, I mean, after all the experience that I've had working as a psychic as well, there's no real dark places or demons or anything like that that's going to hurt you. So here in the United States, we have a, uh, a satanic church, and I'm, I'm wondering yeah. how big is this? Are, is this a, a name that's prescribed to individual cells, or are you, uh, you know, all part of the... Uh, unholy Roman conglomerate or, you know, (laughs) you get what I'm saying is, is it a, is it a larger group uh, of which you are a cell or are these sort of individual groups eventually coming together? Uh, Is the belief system connected? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I know I'm familiar with the Satanic Temple in America, as well as the, obviously the Church of Satan. And so we are not affiliated with either one of those organizations. Um, although I know, obviously, the Satanic Bible is linked with the Church of Satan because of Anton LaVey and all of that. But we are not like the 
or set of them or affiliated with them. Um, largely, the easiest way for us to just get registered as a religious organization in South Africa was to do our own thing and register it ourselves as our own entity. Otherwise, we wouldn't be getting registration. And what comes with registration? Um, what is the purpose of registration? Is that just for nonprofit to be able to deal with monies and uh, um, events and and those sorts of things, or is there something else that comes with registration? A lot of that as well. Um, the reason why we felt strongly about registering organization is firstly to show people that it's legal, that we're not doing anything illegal. And we're not condoning any criminal behavior because that's a big thing in South Africa. Crim criminal behavior here is very intense. <laughs> so we wanted to have it, you know, be above board in the sense of there's no criminal behavior. What we're doing is legal. Um, we also wanted it to be something more official in the sense of being recognized within the country. And then obviously for the, the money and um, working with money and organizations right. and donations and all of that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I was just wondering if there was, because, I mean, you know, that's not a loaded question here in the United States. The mm. reason why a religion would register themselves as a religion is for for nonprofit purposes and to be able to easier deal with money, you know. Um, yeah, so, no, of course. Um, I, I have a thing. Yeah, um, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, so totally back to something you mentioned earlier. You you talked about how you don't really convert people, you know, maybe people like you said people were, were born Satanists, basically. Like they they will find, you know, later that hey, this is something yeah. that speaks to me. So my question is like yeah. what what distinguishes a Satanist then? Like what what makes a Satanist? Okay. So I think one of the first things that stands out about a Satanist is the continuous search for knowledge. There's always wanting to find more information or the truth or the bottom line of something. There's always a desire with inside yourself to, to learn and discover more. Um, not necessarily always just about yourself, but about the world. So you're not necessarily going to fall into one way of viewing something and saying this is the only way you come to conclusion an identification part of a Satanist in a sense. It's that very sort of scientifically of looking at life and being very open-minded in a sense. And also the other part for me of it is as well as wanting to um, almost take care of the vulnerable parts of our of our um, world, which for me is is children and animals and viewing the as sort of um, innocent in that sense, but also the purity of it. Because in the Satanic Bible, actually, that's what I'm getting to, it states that um, animals and children are the closest connection to the source energy. They're the most pure, and therefore they should be um, kept safe at all costs. And I think the animal thing for me is a big thing in how another one. They always feel that you are responsible for your life and not something outside of you in that way. Interesting. So, for, so that's the sort of person for whom the satanic bible satanism the church of satanism would, would yeah, also yeah that that whole part of you that continues to questioning where do i fit in why am i here what is happening in the world or i don't feel like i fit in why am i the black sheep perhaps or questioning a lot as well that's also where you're going to come across and be intrigued by the satanic bible 
You know, you just referenced Anton LaVey talking about a source energy and, you know, this sort of leads to some sort of belief in a higher power or, or something like that. And this is a thought that's gone through with myself, you know, uh, you know, I'm not in any way religious or Christian or, or any other religion, but people ask me, Oh, so you're an atheist. And I'm, I'm all, no, I'm, I'm agnostic. And, and they say why? And the thing that I've come to as to why I'm agnostic is because I might believe in a higher power. I'm not sure. One reason that makes me think that I might is I kind of do believe in a cosmic right and wrong. And if there is a cosmic right and wrong, who's the one that defined it? Um, so, you know, with the source energy and belief in a right and wrong, is this belief in a right and wrong just solely um, human experience? Like, uh, you know, don't eat the berries because the berries will kill you? Or is it a cosmic right and wrong? It's definitely the way I'm seeing it in a human sense of right and wrong. And you decide for yourself what is right and wrong. And then, like I said, as well, that, you, that doesn't mean you can go break laws and be a criminal, but you are the judge for yourself of what is right and wrong for you, which would, again, be individual to everyone. And yeah. so you practice as, as a medium or, or a psychic? Yeah. So both. throughout your life, I'm assuming that you've had other jobs. Has it been difficult to get jobs when people know that, that you're I, a Satanist? Or do you get pushback on a... On a Daily so, yeah. yeah, so I have been self-employed my whole life. I've never actually worked for a boss. Um, oh, so, and I've, nice. all, I've never been a target for a boss. Another part of it being a Satanist is that you are a leader and that you lead yourself in that sense. And so I've never had to really be an employee in that way. Um, and so that's never really been something that's been a problem. <laughs> Well, I'm jealous in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice. I do have a pentagram tattooed a on lot my of, back, though, but it's for yeah. different reasons. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I, I was in a band called The Heathens, and that was my band logo. Oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. A lot of fun. But, but ours was more a... Um, religious devotion to rock and roll than it was a religious devotion. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> and uh, I definitely... Yeah, a lot uh, of, yeah. Go ahead. A lot of what? No, I was just saying a lot of Satanists are also artists and musicians and all of that because I think being an artist, you want to express that part of yourself as well. You say it's like a religion to rock and roll. Right. Um, that's a big part that we also admire within ourselves. So as a religion, do you have masses? So I know, yeah, because Anton LaVey had something called the Black Mass, um, which people actually a lot, a lot of time ask us, are we going to have a Black Mass? No, we as an organization don't. Um, we're not really. We have um, baptisms and we have reverse baptisms and we have weddings. Uh, we haven't been asked to do a funeral yet, but if that's the call for that was, we'll, we'll be able to do that. Um, and then we've got a Bible study where we discuss the satanic Bible and um, social gatherings and that sort of thing. So not, not really like a mass in that sort of the way you would know it. Yeah. But you have events and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Satanic potlucks. 
<laughs> Something like that, yes. So the funeral, uh, funeral actually brings up a very good question. Um, yes, it does. Where, where do you think one goes when they die? And if that's the case, how do you convey? And I'm assuming that that question is maybe nowhere or maybe to just be assimilated back into the source energy. And how do you convey that at a funeral? So like, do you say they were here and now they're not, you know, it's like, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like well, that. well, the way I would, I would look at it. Um, the way I would look at it definitely is the sense of having um, a ceremony in which there's a celebration for the person's life here on earth. Being a psychic medium, I understand that you you transcend the physical into the non-physical and then there is that sort of joining of source energy, becoming more aware of yourself. Think of it as you're an onion and the source energy is actually inside of you. And as you leave your physical body, you're sort of just becoming more aware of the source that is within you. And that it would be the source energy that we're referring to here. But I would say, if I had to do a funeral, to be more of a celebration of the person's life that they had here on Earth and focusing more on that than, say, where they're going afterwards. So the source energy is more like that. Like uh, people have maybe equated something like that to being like a, a swarm, that when you go back to it, that you're basically assimilated into the swarm to get repurposed into existence and the energy of existence and not necessarily a reincarnation, but a repurposing. Well, I don't know. Purpose puts too much, too much uh, thought behind it to be, I don't know. It is, it is a confusing topic. <laughs> I can answer that for you from my psychic point of view. Okay. It's really the view that all Satanists have, but I, I mean, I have my own personal experience um, having seen of energy, just higher dimension, not higher hierarchy, but just a different dimension of energy in that sense. And that is we're connecting with that source that's inside of you, which is all of you. Um, and that's where you say, I'm enlightened in that way. So I would say you can't be enlightened on the physical plane because the frequency within energy required for enlightenment won't be able to be sustained within the third dimension. And I'm going very scientific here, I know. But <laughs> that's sort of, I can, when I view energy, I view vibration within it. And the vibration isn't going to match. The vibration of enlightenment and the vibration of third dimension doesn't work together. But so when you leave your body, you're sort of connecting to that part of yourself. And from there, um, you get to decide if you want to reincarnate into earth or not, if you want to stay there in that state, in that spirit state. But it's definitely, from my experience of psychic again, the sense of having spirit chooses to reincarnate many times on the physical plane for the experience of self. I'd say. So, you know, that's not, that's not too different of a belief system than a lot of people have when it comes to afterlife and energies and stuff like that. Were your parents Satanists? True, true. No. <laughs> no. Um, I, know, well, I mean, you know, that's honest, the way it works in um, other religions normally, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, of course. No, to be honest, there was definitely a sense of interest. Um, my dad definitely had a sense of interest in the occult, 
um, but also utterly petrified of it. So there was like this half like, I want to be interested in it, but I'm also really scared of it. So there was mm. that sort of situation of like, don't play with a Ouija board, but also it's very interesting. Um, sort of growing up with that type of situation and where my mom, um, I just remember growing up with her, she was just saying like, Halloween is about devils. Don't do Halloween. It's a big devil situation. Like don't go there. Don't even dress up. She had that type of view. Where now, uh, my dad's crossed over, but my mom um, is becoming very open to the idea of Satanism. She's learning a lot. She's watching a lot of the videos I'm making. Um, she's definitely very intrigued by it in that sense. She's very supportive of the organization. We've started uh, just two days ago. I was saying to her, oh, I'm so tired of these death threats. And she was like, don't let the people get to you. You know what you're doing. You're intelligent. You can get past this. And I was like, oh, that's very supportive. That's 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 really awesome. So she's very cool about it. Um, But she's not a Satanist, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that makes me think of, uh, you know, here in the United States, our president, who most of us aren't fans of at this point, um, you know, he's got this whole war on Christmas, uh, you know, stop the war on Christmas. I personally think we need to stop the war on Halloween. You know, uh, I think uh, Halloween needs to stop being a sexy drinking holiday and go back to uh, being scary costumes and really being what Halloween's supposed to be. We have enough sexy drinking holidays. We need Halloween to be. Chauncey's a Halloween purist. I am a Halloween <laughs> Pisses me off, man. How many black cat girls do I need to see on one Halloween? You know? There's nothing wrong with black so cat cute. girls. <laughs> or sexy nurses. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, black cats is maybe acceptable. Okay, maybe I'll back yeah, that out. But the sexy nurse, <laughs> that's a no. Okay. So, uh, yeah, okay. did I just ruin your costume for this year? <laughs> I wasn't going to go as a sexy nurse, but I just wanted to know that if I did, you would support me. And I guess apparently not. So that's that's cool. You'd be dead to me. Uh, now I know. So how big is how big is your organization, uh, the South African Satanic Church? Uh, you know, uh, how how many people are we talking? And and I guess a question beyond that is, I assume you're in communication with other Satanic churches on some level. And do you have a ballpark as to how big the satanic church is in general? So, yeah, so we don't really have any um, any other satanic churches because there isn't any in South Africa, one. Um, and then obviously you guys have PSC and Church of Satan. Um, in no satanic organization will ever really reveal their membership numbers. And that is just to not create hysteria among people. But I can say organization, we, um, if we all have come together in the whole country, we would be filling up a, a rather large church. If you think of a really big church like I know you guys also have like really big churches in America really big singing songs right yeah right you'd fill a mega church with Satanists that's like a nightmare for so many people (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah and 
as it's, I mean, in South Africa, people would be freaking out if they had to really know how many they were. Right. And how many Satanists were actually you know, part of this. Well, we're not too far from the end yeah. here. Um, can people, is, is your church localized to South Africa or can people who are interested here in the States or somebody who's listening here, can, can they join and be a part? Is there a place for anybody like that? Yeah, so what we've created now, thanks to COVID, so that was actually a really good way this has played out for us, is we've created streaming our satanic Bible studies on this group, um, as we're not having any um, physical Bible studies due to due to the COVID regulations. And then we're also planning to do a lot of our workshops and sort of online gatherings within this group. And that we've opened up to anyone that wants to learn nation or wants to start out for themselves and that sort of thing, they can be part of that online community. But where the actual membership to the organization um, as to being part of physical rituals and physical ceremonies, um, you would have to be a South African citizen. And we've done it like that specifically because there are African countries where it's so illegal for you to be a Satanist. Um, so we very much go on, you need to be a citizen to be part of the actual rituals and ceremonies. But the online group's open to anyone who wants to learn. And so where would people find out more? Uh, best would be to have a look at our website, which is satanicsa.org. And then we also have um, our Facebook page, which is full of content, which is also SA Satanic Church. And then our YouTube channel um, is also there with more videos and content, which is also SA Satanic Church. All right. Well, well, thank you very much for being on the show. This is a this is a topic that we've been interested in in a long time, uh, you know. And I knew that um, when I asked Andrea, I'm just all okay. Well, I want to I want to interview a, a Satanist. I knew that there was two different kinds I might get, and the other kind I'm not entirely sure actually exist. You know. Well, I mean there's people with mental illness, you know, but are there actual devil worshipers worshiping the devil who don't have a mental illness? I'm thinking maybe there's not, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, it's not really a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, yeah, you believe, so, if you believe in God, why would you damn yourself eternally for a couple of bucks? You know, it's weird. Yeah. Who do claim to be devil worshippers are all ones that have some form of mental illness, or or they're under drug psychosis. One of the two. <laughs> right, right. That seems to be the case. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, you've been listening to Audrey Norton here on Radio Wasteland. We've been talking about the South African Satanic Church. Can you give us that website one last time before we let you go? Cool. Yeah, that website is satanicsa.org. O R G. All right, so that's Satanic S-A, S-A as in South Africa. Yeah. All right, well, Audrey, thank you very much for being on the show, and thank you for, you know, fielding our questions. You know, uh, we went into this not wanting to be insulting to a religion or a, a belief, but we also, you know, like a lot of people, have gone into it with um, with very little knowledge of, of what we were actually talking about. So we really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. And even then, you asked really good questions. So fantastic. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did well. <laughs> thank you. You've been listening to Radio Wasteland.